I was like, Mom, I, I met this girl and I really like her. And she's like, and she's like, oh, that's great. And I was like, she has a husband. And she's like, that's less great. I knew I was going to cry yeah, during this. There's so much emotion in our story. Goodness I know. gracious. And I, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, this is just the beginning. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you're barely committed to me and you're talking about marriage? The most unsatisfying <laughs> kiss. My peach is growing. My peach is growing. Welcome. Hello. For those of you who can't see, we are in our Carl and Ellie chairs. That's fun. Which is from the Pixar movie Up, which Good is one. known to rip your heart out and throw it across the room. Decimate it. It's in the first 10 minutes. It yeah. has to be the, the saddest. I think it's <laughs> the saddest <laughs> first 10 minutes of any Movie Do you remember during COVID when we, the six of us in yeah. our old apartment, just sat in the living room and only watched the first ten minutes yeah, of bet. Up? Was someone like, "Hey, who wants to watch? Someone <laughs> want to watch the first ten minutes of Up?" And then we just sat there and we were all sobbing, sob crying. I will cry every single time. I don't <laughs> think I've watched it one time without crying. It that is sequence is really well done. Every time, I think it's it's something about old old people too that oh gets gosh. me. Oh gosh, old people don't even get me started. Like old people that are just so in love with each I, other. I would agree. Gets me. Every, like if I'm walking in a mall yeah. and I see two old people holding mm-hmm. hands, mm-hmm. Th- like that is enough for me to just be like, <laughs> old old people in general. I can see one old person alone, yeah, and I'm like, my mind starts writing stories about their life and like <laughs> I wonder if they if they lost their spouse or, or you know, it's just like coming up coming up with stories. Um, so, uh, old people are they're so great. We can learn so much from them. Also, I know it's true. So much wisdom. So much wisdom. Is there another scene that's sadder? I don't think so. I mean, I can't think of anything off the I top can't of my think head. Of anything that makes me cry more? Yeah, I cry. I I cried pretty hard in Green Mile at the end of Green Mile. Mm. I I, pr- I cried a good amount. Yeah, that, one. that's a that movie's really but good. But n- I don't. Oh, I mean, <laughs> Coco made me definitely. Really you were weeping in Coco sad. for sure. But. That was also the same. Yeah. Place. I mean, my grandma just died. just lost your grandma. Yeah. So. It was a timing circumstances, thing. It was definitely a timing thing. Yeah. In I was like, concerned for you <laughs> in that one because it was like the credits were rolling yeah. and you were still crying. I was in. Oh, yeah. I was in theaters and I was just sh- like, you know, how you're trying to contain yourself, yeah. but you're just shaking. Yeah. From crying. I like I was weeping. I don't really try to contain myself. No. I just. But you, you're a very like out. eloquent. That's not the right word elegant yeah maybe? elegant you're a very <laughs> elegant crier thank you that's good because i cry frequently you do a good amount you probably will during this most likely i will yeah <laughs> maybe more than once oh we'll see that's fun <laughs> so let's start at the very beginning it's a good very place, good place to start, to start. Oh. wow you don't know the words no, well i don't know the song oh you don't no from sound of music Oh, I don't know. I do That's not know. That's Do Re Mi. Yeah, I don't know that show. Oh my gosh, Micah. Aren't there Nazis in it? Yes, there are. So Nazis. I can't support that. It's not pro Nazi. I can't believe you it's bring re- up something like that. Stop. <laughs> Quit it. All right, so the beginning of our the story. The beginning. Huh? <laughs> Starting at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Is that right? Ish. Close. Kay. Kind of. Julie Andrews did it a little better, though. Doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Julie. you're watching so we met performing actually that's a good segue Mm -hmm. uh doing the on the national tour of beauty and the beast Mm -hmm. fun times 
That was a fun, very, fun times. very, very fun, fun, fun times. Yeah, it was. Um, that's what we brought us out to New York. I'm from Wisconsin originally. She's from Kansas. <laughs> I know. I'm from Wisconsin originally. She's from Kansas. We both moved out here to New York to pursue performing. And that's how we met on the Beauty and the Beast national tour, which we both almost didn't do. This is true. I turned it down initially. And then they came back and yeah, that's offered crazy. me. I forget about that. Uh, the understudy of Beast and Gaston. And then I took it. And you almost didn't take yeah, it because... just because I had a whole life going on. Yeah. I didn't really want to interrupt my life for well, a year. Well, and you just came back off of a, a cruise. I mean, not just. No? No. It had been a year of oh, time. Oh, I thought you had just... So I thought you were just like, I don't want to go and travel a whole... In that in that year since the cruise, yeah. I had like established a life in New York. Yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to like continue auditioning here and do stuff here and but work my you, way up the ladder here. But then you took it. So but what th- made But you then take I it? took it. Ultimately, I was just like, well, I want to do a show. Yeah. And this is a, a decently long contract, which doesn't always happen right. in musical theater. Right. Or you just don't know how long it's going to be. And it was something where it was like set money for a certain amount of time. I could plan financially. Um, and I was also just, you know, when it got down to it, I was, I don't want to work the three jobs I was working at the time. I would have rather done the show than work those three jobs. It was more the relationships that were that were preventing me from wanting to go on the tour than anything else. Right. But then you did. But then I did. And then we didn't say a word to each other. No. So we didn't actually meet. We were just <laughs> in the same yeah. room. Yeah. We went. For we days did on all end. of rehearsal, all of tech. Well, not all of tech. Most of tech. And without saying anything to each other. Yeah. Like lunches, all the stuff. Like for the cat, the cast would go out on lunch and I, I would go and hang out and she would go <laughs> by herself. I would leave and, go and have lunch and alone. I would have lunch exit, alone. exit the building and go have lunch by myself. Yeah. You're very because like, you like kind of isolated. Yeah. Well, yourself. I, I was just like, number one, I'm very introverted. Mm. Number two, musical theater people are a lot. I feel like most people would not think that you're introverted though when they meet you. Yeah. But I am. I love, I love people. But yeah. I'm introverted. Yeah. But <laughs> you're extroverted when you're with people that you're comfortable with. Yes. So but anyway, so I would leave and I would have lunch alone. Because yeah. I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna be touring, the traveling the country with these people for 10 months. Yeah. We're going to have plenty of time together. I don't <laughs> need it to start yet. Yeah. I have a whole life going on here. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. Right. And I, I mean, wasn't I wasn't trying to be mean. I don't know. It's like, it sounds kind of mean. It sounds mm-hmm. kind of rude when I say it out loud. But it really was just like, I, I know I'm going to get to know these people and I'm going to build a relationship with these people. Right. Um, but right now I just well, want Well, you would have 10 months of constant right. like time with everybody. Right. So, I mean, bus rides, yeah. hours and hours of bus yeah. rides and, and hours and hours of plane we, rides. We bonded plenty. Oh, yeah. I loved everyone on that tour. Yeah. But everyone that was, fun. was great. Like, uh, that tour was full of wonderful humans yeah that we were able to spend time with so but we didn't speak we didn't speak for quite some at time. all yeah she was actually the last person that i said any words to I, I talked to i think everybody on the on the cast except for her i'm sure that's the same for me as well i think so too that's funny yeah why did that happen we literally stood next to each other in some numbers and we never even said a word to each other was that like god protecting us or something <laughs> Because so, so <laughs> after that, it goes rehearsals and then tech. And for those of you who don't know, in theater, there's a tech where we get to everything rehearse comes together with everything yeah. like lights, props, costumes, lights, yeah. costumes, everything. Because before that, we're just kind of rehearsing in a room, just a room with yeah. like a tape rehears- on the ground, space. literally yeah, like, tape on the ground. Yeah, no set pieces or anything. And so tech happens, and that's kind of like the final thing before our first performance. Yeah. And then what happened? 
right? That happened during tech? That happened during tech. So then during tech, her brother passes away. And then she leaves. And this is still before we said any words to each other. Yeah. only I was only gone for two weeks. For two weeks? Yeah. I was gone for two weeks. Yeah. D- which it was most of tech, right? It was. I was there for, at the beginning of tech, I was there. And then I was gone. I missed, I think I missed like, I missed some of the first previews. Mm. I came back. Actually, I think I missed the technical opening. Mm. Actually. So then that happened. You went, you went home, your brother passed away. And, and was there, there was an incident where you thought he wasn't going to, or, or right or something like that. I mean, it was, it was a little up and down, but he was basically like in a coma when I went home and they were pretty sure that he had been without oxygen to his brain for Mm. too long. So they were pretty sure that he wasn't going to wake up. Yeah. Um, so that was a whole thing. Yeah. I would not wish that upon anyone. anyone. Yeah. It's very, that was a very traumatic experience. Right. <laughs> um, as, as is losing anyone. Right. But when you have the up and down of like, maybe, maybe I will lose this person. Maybe I won't. And then yeah. you like, you know, you lose them right before your eyes. Like that's hard. Yeah, of course. I knew I was going to cry yeah. during this. There's so much emotion in our story. Goodness I gracious. And I, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, this is just the beginning too. Yeah. Like, wait, they, it doesn't count right, unless if, they, they if drop. It if it doesn't so drip. If it doesn't. It doesn't yes. count. Right. <laughs> So for those of you who are wondering, I feel like it's definitely gonna drip. if it doesn't come down the cheek, it doesn't actually count, <laughs> which I think you're, you might lose this one and oh you man, lost it's it yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's dripping. You lost it. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so, so yeah, that was very, that was so a then difficult what was it, two weeks. What was it like coming back? <laughs> like that happened, which is a pretty traumatic event that happens. And then you come back into an environment where you don't know anyone really. Yeah. Uh, and you, you know, you, nobody that you're really close to, you come back and you're like this, this is, I'm going to have to be with these people for the next 10 months. Yeah. So was it hard or was it kind of like almost a blessing? Cause it was kind of a distraction or. I think more of that one. Mm. I think it was, it was hard because I am such a introverted person by nature. Yeah. So the fact that I didn't have any of my, like close connections near me to lean on was was hard. Yeah. But I also think that it was a, it was a blessing. Yeah. Because it was a it was a huge distraction, and I think it actually in the sense of that I think it was a healthy distraction because it gave me something to do that I was excited about doing, <laughs> and because I didn't have any, I didn't have anyone to like kind of externally go through things with. Although I'm not really that kind of person anyway. I'm very much an internal processor. Basically just went through my grief with God versus mm. with anyone. To me, it felt, and uh, what do I know? I don't know anything, but it felt like a very healthy way to, to process that grief because I was just, I like I journaled. You have seen my the journal that I have from I tour. Have. Um, Ma- and maybe, maybe we have to go through your journal at some point in a podcast. I don't think so. That would be <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> But it is cool to yeah, look back we'll, on. We'll, we can uh, t- <laughs> tell you guys maybe some of, some of the things that she said. I doubt it. Like Mike is so cute. Uh huh. Anyway, so cute. <laughs> um, but it is cool to look back at some of the things. Like I was, I would write down my prayers, and it's cool to look back at some of the things that I w- I was praying for, or like the help I was asking God for, and the ways that I saw Him come through. The way that He answered those prayers, or the ways that He uh, showed up 
with what with what I was the ways I was asking him to help me and guide me. So that's a cool that's cool documentation to have. I think grief looks different for everyone, though. I don't I don't know. Is there a wrong way to grieve? No, I don't think so. I don't think I mean, obviously, you can do things that are more healthy than other than others. Um, But not necessarily. Again, I'm not an expert, but I think it's whatever whatever helps us to acknowledge it and feel it, not not stuff it down. Um, but to also still be able to go about our life. And that was, it's interesting because I remember, I think I wrote this down in my journal as well, remember being like, I actually feel happy most days and I feel guilty Mm. that I feel happy most days because I shouldn't, I not be happy most days. That's interesting. And then I was like, then I was just thankful because I was like, well, thank goodness that's how I'm wired to just like trend positive and to trend hopeful and to trend to have my thoughts be hopeful thoughts about what was coming in the future or what, you know, yeah, it wasn't, it was a difficult situation, but I knew that I was going to be okay. And that, because grief doesn't ever go away in my opinion. Mm. It, it lessens, but it never disappears completely. Sure. There's always a piece of your heart that's impacted when you lose someone and you're grieving something in my opinion again. Yeah. Um, that so makes sense. I knew it would never go away completely, but I knew that I was going to be okay. So that happens. You come yeah, back. That happens. Came back. And our first, our technically, yeah. our first words that well, we said to each other. Your first words that you said to me. Was, it was the, her first date back, and you're walking down the hall, <laughs> yeah. and I was about to pass you, and this yeah. was the first time I <laughs> came, I guess, close enough to even <laughs> say a word to you, so... <laughs> We passed each other, and I said, "Glad, like, glad to have you back." Yeah, yeah, something like, like that. Something of that nature. And I just said, "Thanks so much." Like we just continued on our way. Mm-hmm. And so then, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't speak again. No. For it was maybe maybe weeks because I came back in in October. Oh, okay. So me, okay, a couple weeks later. Yeah. We are in the villages, which is in Florida. Which, for those of you who don't know, the villages, it's basically <laughs> a, a a retirement Disney. It's Disney World for retirement people. It's the funniest place. It's the wildest place. Everybody, oh, we had a blast. Everybody drives around in golf carts, (laughs) and and there's like different themed areas. Yes, there is. Like western area, Uh or like that's the only one I really, really distinctly remember is like the western theme. And there's a water. There was a water one too. I think there was a western one. There's a water one. It was, it's, <laughs> it's a very bizarre, unique, but unique it, was, it, was, it, it was, it was a fun. blast. We had a lot, we had a good time. Yeah. Um, and so there was a time where the entire cast went out to a bar and there was this huge table that like everyone sat at mm-hmm. and we all sat down and there was only one seat left. Only one seat open when I got there. And it was by me and Sarah came and had to sit by me because it was the only option so that was the first time that we really actually had a conversation yeah and as soon as we did it we just like hit it off yeah and it it was so easy and I just remember being like oh my gosh this person is like so down to earth and so attractive and (laughs) (laughs) we shared food we did share food immediately I I do remember that so you know that's a big deal uh uh-huh I felt like it felt like we had been friends for ages. Yeah. Like it, it was, was just very so comfortable easy. right off yeah. the bat. And so that was fun. 
<laughs> and then we like, didn't we ride golf carts? Yeah, we night? rode golf carts. Yeah, that was fun. Courts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the accent is. Um, yeah, we rode golf carts. Oh, why can't I say that word? Golf carts. Golf carts. We rode golf carts, mm-hmm. and from that point on, it was like, I have my person, I have my friend. For me, I was I was catching feelings pretty early on, <laughs> like very, very soon. <laughs> the only problem was at the time, Sarah had a husband. Yeah, so I was not catching any feelings. Yeah. I was just like, oh, great. This like a f- this is this is awesome. Like I think I have a lot yeah. in common with this guy. He's gonna be a great friend. I'm excited to get to know him. This more. straight single guy is gonna be my bestie. <laughs> 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 That's gonna work out well. So that was that was kind of like frustrating for me to be honest, because yeah. I was like, I'm annoyed at myself. This was a trend in my life. I would be attracted and like women that uh always were was with somebody mm. they were either with uh they, you know they had boyfriends or whatever and it was a bad it was, was a I bad the, was i the first one who had a, a husband it was <laughs> yeah first first <laughs> one that had husband so it was very much a, like okay like this can't happen it's a no, nothing no. yeah definite no yeah i remember calling my mom I was like, Mom, I, I met this girl and I really like her. And she's like, and, and she's like, Oh, that's great. And I was like, She has a husband. And she's like, That's less great. <laughs> um, she's like, ideal. Well, I mean, there's just there's nothing much you can do about that. So, that that. so, so that was that. And I just had to kind of stuff my feelings, and because I was just like, that, what, what, like, there's literally no way that this can mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. unless <laughs> something happened. <laughs> and so then, so the sequence of events, we didn't say a word to each other. Her brother passes. She comes back. We hit it off. And a month after her brother passes. It was in January. My brother passed at the end of September. Oh, so it was a couple couple months yeah, later. It was a few months later. I think couple it was months three, later. Three well, months, you tell that three story. Three months later, my husband at the time comes to visit, and it's like see see the show on yeah. tour, and then tells me that he's gay. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a such an interesting thing to go through. Yeah. When I reflect back upon it, it's so just so many dynamics there. It was it, it worked out for me. <laughs> It worked out for yeah, everyone. Yeah. But yeah, it was like. It was the most ideal situation for me. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, you know, like you, because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it would, it would have been way worse if he like cheated on you with a girl. Right. I guess. I don't Definitely. I mean, he, yeah. he just, he just like doesn't like your kind. Right. So like that's like kind of easy. Yeah. If because he, if he had had been honest with me, then we would have, then I would have been like, well. I have to like something that maybe we can work on, you know, like sure. it would have it just created a completely different, completely different dynamics. Yeah. Way harder. Pretty much anything else would have been like, yeah, but we committed to each other. So we mm-hmm. have to figure out whatever mm-hmm. this issue is, Yeah, whether I have to like come off of the tour or whatever it is, whether, you know, so, um, that was like, that was the only thing that probably could have been a thing where it was like, oh, okay, I guess this is literally what what am i what am i supposed to do about about this there's nothing i can do um and here i was to scoop you up (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) um i had so much respect for the way that 
he told me, the way that he handled it, yeah. how transparent and honest he was with me. Um, and I, I admire that immensely to this day because I know it wasn't an easy thing. Yeah, no, I, I can't imagine. Um, and we're, we have a great relationship with them now. Yes. They're awesome. Yes. Him and his husband are yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And so that happened, yeah. and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then also in my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> like the, the goalie's gone. Ew. <laughs> but, I don't like that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you like know, like, <laughs> like the barrier is no longer there. Like, she's available. I know. And, and, and it's probably not like I sh- could have been maybe more sensitive about like <laughs> <laughs> it was cool though because then cool. we it was I'm sure sorry, was cool that was, yeah that's not the right term but at that point on we got to spend the rest of tour just traveling yeah spending it together yeah um and it, get you know being able to spend money that we had at the time because at before that we didn't really have any money to be able to do things right, so to, to be able to actually have experiences yeah. around the country with somebody that you really really liked yeah and you know to be frank our relationship in the beginning was very physical it was very <laughs> it was very focused on the physical aspect i would yeah. say yeah um physical forward <laughs> uh, if we're if we're talking in like yes. <laughs> uh, yes. wine turns uh-huh. um and so that happened and then once the tour ended they're, they're definitely I don't know about you but for me in my head I was like okay is this was this just a showmance and just like a, a relationship that we had during the show, but then we go back to our normal lives yeah. and, you know, go about our, our day. Yeah. Or is this something more? Yeah, totally. And I kind of, I anticipated that it would not necessarily continue once we got back to New York. Um, even though I really, I really liked you as a person yeah. beyond the physical aspect. <laughs> I really like that. The physical aspect would have never happened if I didn't also enjoy you as a human right. and your personality. Um, that's just not, that's just not how I am. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been as attracted to you if I didn't love your personality. So I, I was just like, there's no way that the person who I like <laughs> numb my pain with from <laughs> my husband coming out as gay, right. there's no way this is going to be the person that I end up with. That yeah. would be absolutely ludicrous. The rebound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And and those were, I mean, those are some of my thoughts too, of just being like, like, am I just a rebound? Uh, or is this actually real? Right. But we were like, well, let's let's see what the, what happens when we go back to New York. Yeah. And so we came back to New York and we kept it going. And then I did a very fun thing <laughs> and decided yeah. that I wanted to not do anything physical to see like what this relationship was like. And basically was yeah. like, hey, like I don't want to have sex. I don't want to like I don't want to do anything uh, other than <laughs> basically kiss until we get married, mm-hmm. if that's in our future. Mm-hmm. And how'd that make you feel? Imagine as a woman, like your long-term partner who you've been with, you were married to for years, mm-hmm. has basically been like the main thing about you that I the only thing about you that I don't like is everything that's physical about you. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
like love you as a person so much, want to be your best friend, don't love you physically. Mm. Or that's it's not that he said that. That's right, just right. what I understood. Yeah. Um, and then to have the next person that you're with who was sort of like that's where I was. I could go off on this tangent, but like I was just getting my value from the wrong, from the wrong place. Sure. So I was taking a lot of my value and like my self validation from the physical aspect of our relationship. Cause I was like, Oh, well if you are, if, if I'm desirable to you, then that means I'm worth something. Mm. So then when you didn't want that anymore, then I went back to feeling like I was unworthy. And so then I was like, well, great. Now this person doesn't want anything to do with me physically either. Fantastic. So they're definitely, is something lacking right in in the physical in, in me when it comes to like my looks and how attractive I am. And for me, I just wanted to see what our relationship would be like without that aspect because that was such a main aspect yeah, to our relationship, the driving force, the driving force in yeah. the beginning uh, of our relationship. Yeah, where I was like, well, if I'm going to be with this person, I want to know what this relationship is without that. Right. So that which is when totally fair. That that aspect isn't always there yeah. in a relationship. How is our relationship? Yeah. Um, I also had a little bit of guilt uh, around just like sex before marriage. Yeah. Um, just the because being a Christian and the way I was brought up. And, yeah. and yeah. so I think that definitely played a part. Of course. In it for sure. Yeah. So from that point on, yeah. that was a, a pretty rough patch in our yeah. relationship. In fact, we broke up for 24 hours. We did. <laughs> we broke we did up. break up for 24 yeah. hours. Um, she was off on the Elf Tour. She booked another tour. She did the Elf Tour. Um, the cast and her, uh, she was on a like We had a our, our Christmas party on a boat. And, and there were some alcoholic beverages yeah, involved. Was, yeah, some drinks And so decided happened. to FaceTime when she had a little bit of encouragement. Well, I didn't FaceTime with the purpose of breaking up. Well, I know. <laughs> I know. I know that I was just saying that that played a part in in it uh cuz then we had a and had it was like a Christ- conversation. It was also like cr- very close to Christmas. Mm. If not like cr- actual Christmas. Maybe it was oh, like yeah, the day yeah, yeah, after yeah. Christmas or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was in my own kind of dumb pattern where mm. I was in my head. So yeah, I, w- I was, I was definitely, an <laughs> a- I, I'll, I'll be the cause, you know, I'll take that. I was part of the cause too, where I was in my head saying this, w- and this was a pattern of mine as well that I needed to break and kind of like this, this never ending self-fulfilling prophecy that I would do on myself, which I think is common in guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I was in my head thinking, well, what if, there's someone even better. What if mm. there's someone even more perfect? What if there's someone? And I was oh, I was playing that game with myself, and I did that. Uh, that that was a pattern in my life that I was doing, and so I was self sabotaging mm. our relationship. Sure, because I was in my own head thinking that well, there always there could be somebody that you know checks all the boxes and it, you know it, it's just such a it's an insecurity thing yeah and yeah I think it's that destination oriented kind of mentality but it was also always when you got close to being like oh I could actually have a real relationship with this Commi- person yeah for sure I, it was a commitment issue too um of being scared of commitment yeah scared of like well 
then I mean, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be yeah, tied down. Everyone else not is gonna, no longer a possibility. Yeah, right. Yeah. I have to like commit to this one person. Yeah. And that was scary to me, I think. Yeah. So we're on a FaceTime. Yeah. We talk about. I don't even remember how it got to where it got. We, well, basically I was like, oh, you know, if you don't know if we're going to get, you know, I don't, you don't know the next time you want to get married. Maybe this is, and maybe I'm just a rebound. I'm just saying all these things yeah, to try to get out of it. Absolute nonsense. Like when, when, <laughs> whenever is a guy like, oh, you don't, you don't want to get married anytime soon. That's scary. <laughs> like, it's like, the, that's the opposite of that. You know, it was yeah. just so funny. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you're barely committed to me and you're talking about marriage and how the fact that I don't want to get married soon is making you want to break up. This makes no sense to me. Yeah. Whoopsie doopsie. <laughs> um, so then you're like, well, then we should just end it. And then we were both crying a lot. And yeah, we broke up. I do remember that. And the next morning you texted me and was like, hey, can we just hold off on the whole like ending it thing until we can actually like talk in person? In person yeah, about at this? least let's break up in person if so, we're going to. We're so then the tour ended. We get we get together. And this was the yeah. time. This is around the time where we got connected to, to mentors and some very influential people in our life, mentors and yeah. counselors that totally saved our relationship yes and saved our marriage before we even got married yes uh i i I totally think that because we would have just continued in our patterns that we were 100 operating in yeah we wouldn't have had like someone from the outside looking in to be like hey this is like to help us see things that we didn't know we were doing Mm -hmm. you know or like uh point out the ways that we were experiencing the world that weren't necessarily true yeah. Um, because for me, like I was, I was so against the no physical stuff right? because that's where I had been pulling my value, number one, and the way that I was interpreting why you wanted to make, to make that choice, why you were making that choice, you yeah. know, whereas it wasn't, you weren't making that choice because you weren't attracted to me. Right. You were making that choice so you could see the depth, how, how deep our relationship could be without that. Yeah. Um, but it's so interesting how we don't experience the world through the lens of truth. Most of the time Mm. we experience circumstances or what's happening to us or the people around us based upon the image that we have of ourselves. And I had a very poor self image at the time. So the way I was taking what you were doing was I was taking it through the lens of my poor self image. I wasn't taking it through the lens of truth. And I would have never seen that had I not had someone, a third party, illuminate to me that my self-image was actually in the trash because I thought I was a super confident person. Right. I didn't oh, know I had. A, I didn't know I had a terrible self-image. Yeah, I thought I was a super confident person, and I think that I was in 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 a lot of aspects, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize how much insecurity I actually had. Yeah. Around a lot of different areas mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. and so. That's where, I mean, we're huge advocates of counseling Major. or at the very least, just finding people that, that people that is like, whether it's community mentorship, just be people that have the relationship you want or the finances you want, or the, the area in the areas that you actually want to get further ahead in or yeah, get, make progress. Uh, make progress in, like find somebody that has a really healthy, great relationship 
that's willing to help you out and yeah. maybe fill some gaps. Yeah. Because there was definitely some gaps that we some were, huge that, gaps. That we were that we were missing that yeah. we were not we were blind to. Yeah. Because we were just we were like close yes. inside of ourselves and we needed somebody from the outside to see that like hey your 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 ship that you're in has these holes in it and like <laughs> you're, you're on the, you're on the inside you're sinking <laughs> and you're not you don't see the holes because you're yeah. on the inside you're just, you're so close to each other yeah and so that was major it and was then we huge. went on straight up purity huge. covenant yes we did where we literally yes, we did. did not do anything yeah. other than peck on the cheek no not cheek <laughs> peck on the lips but i'm serious when i say peck i mean yeah. it was like a it was annoying we, we in the beginning <laughs> she wanted to like make out yeah and we like, did and then i would have to like get you know tight-lipped <laughs> Literally like a little the worst little. the most unsatisfying <laughs> kiss. Good night. <laughs> if we started making out uh, yeah, of course. It, it was, was like an escalate. I know, I know, Come I know. On. I know. And uh, we had done we had done the like like you said you wanted to do that and I was pretty not about it. No. So then I would push the boundaries mm-hmm. and like sort of make you fall off of what you had said you were gonna commit to. Yeah. Um You did. And so then I was like, okay, we like literally can't, we can't like, we, we can't make out yeah. or else it leads to things, yeah. <laughs> to, 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 to things, heat, yeah. to, it, it gets warm, <laughs> it gets warm. Um, and so yeah. we literally just pecked on the lips yeah. and that was it yeah. for three years, like three and a half years, three and a half years. And yeah. two of those years, yeah. <laughs> Made the decision to live together and and sleep sleep in the same bed. (laughs) Why? I wouldn't recommend it. Because we live in New York. Because we we live in New York and we wanted to save money. Yeah. And so we, for two of those years, it was six of us in a four bedroom. Yep. For two years. Well, for four years, but two of those years that we weren't married and we slept in the same bed. Yep. We didn't have to like put a wall up or anything even. No. Uh, We just like. Well, because the reason why is because then we were committed to what we were doing. Right. I was not committed before because I was, and I was trying to push you to not, to not commit. And then yeah. you said something, do you remember like what you like? Cause you were like, no, I have to follow through with this because I have to show. Yeah. You, so I, I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Cause in, in my head, if, if I can prove to you that I couldn't commit to abstaining physicality from you for this portion of time when sure. I said we would commit to it, yeah. then how would I prove to you that I could do that with somebody else sure. like in our relationship? Just not be controlled and by not, not just like And not be controlled by my urges. Yeah. And, you know, so if I, I felt like if I continued to not stand firm in the conviction of what we b- believed in, 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 in this, then I would just prove to you, well, what's going to stop him from acting on his urges in a different scenario when our relationship maybe isn't yeah. going so hot. Yeah. And so that was part of it too, was like proving to you, but also proving to myself, to yeah, be honest. Of course. I wanted to prove to myself that yeah. I could do that Yeah. and show that I'm, I'm really serious about this. Right. And it was the best decision we, I mean, in my opinion, I think it was the best decision that we've made. One of the best decisions we made in our relationship. Yeah, I would agree. And I, the, once I, the reason why I eventually got committed to it was because I had a third party who was like, this is 
why you do this. This right. is why you do this. No one ever really told me why. So I didn't understand why. But once I understood why, I was like, great. I want the fruit that will come from that. Mm. I want the fruit of a deeply emotionally intimate relationship that will come from having to fill where you would be intimate physically with something that would, where we'd have to be intimate emotionally instead so that we could feel like we were more than just like buds. Right. Well, I would also actually, well, what were you about I to say? I was just going to say another thing that I think was very unifying for us around that time was, you know, we, we were also, we also had the opportunity to go into business together. Yeah. So going into business together allowed us to have conversations that we weren't having before to have conversations about the vision we had for our life, about what we wanted ultimately for the impact we were having on the world around us, um, the kind of lifestyle we wanted to create for our future family. You know, if because if we weren't on the same page about those things, it would have made no sense for us to, to be together long-term. But most people never have those conversations because yeah. society doesn't teach that you should talk about what do you want your life to look like in 10 years with your partner? Mm-hmm. Because if you, you, if you have very different visions for your life, I've never been, I'm married to you mm-hmm. and we have a shared vision for our life. So I think it would be if, like if someone is in a dating scenario, I think the most important thing they could do is have a conversation about, hey, what's the vision that you have for your life? Have similar ambition levels. And that's yes, like that's what I'm at talking all about. different ranges. Right. So like if you're somebody who has high ambition, have huge dreams, yeah. has a huge vision for your life, and you're with somebody that doesn't, doesn't. like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, cr- neither uh, is right or wrong. Ba- yeah. It's not right or wrong either, either yeah. way. I'm just saying that you're going to end up resenting each other. Yes. In my opinion. Yes. Uh, because this person's going to resent you for always wanting to do more and more and more and not yeah. being, com- you know, not being complacent and content with our life enough. and not, yeah. not being enough yeah. and wanting to just relax and the other person is going to be like white, like, you know, resentful you of that person not wanting to do more with their life. Yeah. And so I think that's big, like having a similar ambition level yeah. at, at whatever level that is. Yes. And a common vision for your life. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But having those conversations was another thing that I think really unified our relationship and made us see, oh, we could really, well, for me, and I'll speak for me, I, that for me was like, oh, I could really build a life with this person because he wants to do things Mm. and he wants to like impact people on a huge scale. And he wants to build a life that, that is, is unusual in a, in a good way. And so when I saw that, that was really, that was exciting to me. It's exciting to be in, in partnership with someone who has that kind of vision for their life. And so I think that having those conversations and being around people who were inspiring us to have those conversations was also hugely unifying for our relationship. For sure. So we get engaged. Yes. In 2018. In 2018. Mm-hmm. This is how the day went. I Proposal day. The proposal day. <laughs> uh, we started off with doing a spa day. We did like infrared saunas and we got donuts. Infrared saunas. Oh yeah, we did get donuts. Yes. Infrared saunas. Mm-hmm. And then we went to church. And at the time we went to Hillsong and at the time they had yeah the metal detectors they had metal detectors and yeah. i had the, the freaking ring in my pocket <laughs> and so i started like sweating profusely mm. and luckily you went first so i went and i showed the worker i was like 
I like pulled it out of my pocket and, and I showed her, I was like, ah. and she was like, Oh, uh, just go, 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 go. And so then I put it back in my pocket and ran through and you didn't, luckily you didn't notice you no, were, I didn't see any of that. Oh my gosh. That was, that was stressful for sure. Yeah. Cause it was like, it's already burning a hole in my pocket, like throughout yeah. the day, but that especially having mm-hmm. to pull it out. Mm-hmm. So that happened, went to church. And then after that, we were, we walked through Washington square park mm-hmm. to go to a movie. We we're going to go to a star is born that I booked. I, bu- I booked star is born. <laughs> <coughs> well, I, I got his tickets mm-hmm. for that. So we walked across Washington Square Park and in the middle of Washington Square Park was a guy who was playing the piano and was playing like Mozart and stuff. Yeah. And he said, hey, 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 you two, like come and like lay underneath. He was having different people lay underneath for each song that he would play. Yeah. Because he was like the sound underneath the piano is different than if you're like when you're just out. Right. So then... So then we laid under there and he played Claire de Lune Mm -hmm. and it was, I like almost teared up. It was like so beautiful. (laughs) It was so beautiful. Yeah. And that was totally impromptu. So yeah, that was not, that's like one of my favorite things about New York because you just never know what you're going to come upon. No. And, uh, either that or like slipping on throw up. I knew you were going to say something (laughs) negative. Don't do that. New York's amazing. It is. I love, (laughs) love New York. I love New York. And so then we went to A Star is Born, which was a total upper. Uh, it's a great movie, but Very good. boy, it's sad. And then after that, we went to a, a really nice yeah. Italian restaurant mm-hmm. where the basement was like a wine cellar, but also looked kind of like a pirate ship. Yeah. And it was just so cool and yeah. romantic. It was very cool. And did you think at, at that place where- Kind of. Where I, w- I was going to propose. I, yeah, I thought I kind of thought you were going to propose to me at dinner. But I was also kind of like, he doesn't really seem like the proposing at dinner type. Um, so I was like, I would be kind of surprised if he did. But I actually, but I thought he was going to propose to me today because I had s- accidentally seen a text message. <sighs> this is so annoying. Of the something. And it, it just said like, it's happening or like it's, it's happening October 28th, I think is what the text said. Yeah, That's the I only didn't thing say. I saw. Right. I was going to get, but like I, I had, said that I had kind of forgotten about that text until we got to dinner. And then I was like, Oh, what was that about? Looking over my shoulder, reading my and texts. Then, and then <laughs> it was totally, totally an accident. But then I was like, he, I really don't think he's a proposed at dinner type. So it must not be, it must not be today. No, He must've been talking about something else. Maybe need something else that need we did. a little flair. Yeah. So <laughs> we head on home. Yeah. And at the time we were living again yeah. with four roommates. Yep. So it was six of us. And during our time out, I was having our roommates, roommates, <laughs> our roommates set up the entire apartment where I put flower petals everywhere, put candles in like a, a path. pathway. And then up on the wall, we have a brick. We live in Brooklyn. And so there's always like brick in a lot of apartments in, in Brooklyn. And not this one. well, not in this one, but <laughs> in, in the one that we, that we lived in mm-hmm. and they strung up, well, I, I printed out and they yeah. strung up, um, tons of pictures, tons of, of pictures of us yeah. from basically the tour, yeah. mostly from the tour yeah. and just from our life and just mm-hmm. different places we were yeah, we, just done in our life. Together. Then I had a, a, a message that I typed out. Yeah. A letter, a letter. That I that I hung in the middle. The path like led it to that part. Mm-hmm. So then she walks down the the aisle and um, reads the letter. And as she's reading the letter, I go down on my knee, and mm-hmm. she turns around and I propose. 
Clearly, I said yes. And she kicked over one of the candles. It lit up the place. And so we're down four friends. It was just a really My sad God. ending to that kitty. No, it was it was magical Goodness and beautiful. Gracious. <laughs> <laughs> but, it was uh, it was perfect. I and then our friends so. and then our our roommates popped out. Yeah, they 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 were in their own. <laughs> they were in, so as this was happening, they were in their rooms, like with the door <laughs> shut, basically just waiting for me to say like <laughs> she said yes. Yeah. And then they came out and popped champagne, yeah. and it was like woo. It was, uh, it was so much fun. It was really fun. It was really great. Was that special. whole time in that apartment was like something else. It was. And it we was. did it during COVID. Mm-hmm. We were in that apartment during COVID, sure. which in New York, COVID, it meant like lockdown. <laughs> like you, you are not going anywhere. <laughs> and so we had, we had, we had a lot of fun. We did. So then we got engaged. Yep. Time passes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happens between engagement. I mean, anything we our of wedding. significance? Not really. Yeah. We, we had like- a long engagement. We had about two years. We were planning on like a two-year engagement. Yeah. Yes, I know. Why would we want to wait two more years? Did well, it was just sex, it was like where we ended up wanting to get married, and that just is we like, also that's wanted like to save money. Out. So that happened, and we had the date, and it was November of 2020. <laughs> we got engaged in 18 and we're like, Oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. We planned it all out. We were not stressed at all no. about our wedding, not no. a single portion of it. Cause no. we had a, a long time to kind of plan for everything. Yeah. So we just like got everything planned out and it was good. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happens in March and so everything funny. shuts down. I was, all the people who were having to like move their summer weddings. I was like, Oh, these poor people that I have know. to move their weddings. Like, thank goodness. Ours is in November. We don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Thank God. And Cut so to. then September happened. So, like, so then, you know, By August the time it comes, was September, we were, like, we were like, oh, I think we're going to have to move this. Yeah, we're gonna have to so then wedding. we moved it to May. But yeah. our dad, our dad, yikes. We're not siblings. Here comes the rumors. <laughs> we're not siblings. We, we took a DNA test. We are no, not we siblings. Didn't, but no. we're not siblings. No, we aren't. <laughs> Very much like her parents live in Kansas. Mine live in Wisconsin. Your parents know a lot about their genealogy. It's true. So and, they and would they Your would parents seen. are nowhere in there. Nope. <laughs> <sighs> we just happen to look a lot alike, <laughs> which I guess makes us full of ourselves. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Um, so anyway... Your dad. My dad was yeah. always going to marry us. Yeah. And so what we ended up doing instead is we went to my place in Wisconsin. We live on a farm in the country. It's beautiful. And we had, we just legally got married there mm-hmm. with her parents. Her parents came and it was just her parents, my parents. And uh, it was just very intimate and beautiful. Yeah. And we got legally married. Ten so we, we could start our life, yeah. aka have sex. That's and then, um, it. no, it's not why. <laughs> and then we had our wedding yeah. in May of 2021, yeah. which was the best. Yeah, it was so fun. It was so, so fun. We did that here in New York, yeah. Brooklyn. in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Winery. Shout so out to Brooklyn Winery. Shout out to Brooklyn Winery. They so do good. Amazing, they know what they're doing. Amazing weddings. They know what they're doing. So the next part of our journey, March of 2023, we got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that was like the next step in our journey of like, mm-hmm. okay, this is the, like the next step. And then seven, eight weeks, eight weeks in, yeah. um, she miscarried. And then we went through that process. And you never know, you never think that you're going to be, I don't know, you know how common it is, uh, which does help you feel like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. But... It's still hard to go yeah, through. it doesn't make it any easier. It doesn't make it any easier. And 
you don't expect your first one to be it, I guess. I don't know why, or but I was just like, expect, wasn't expecting it. You don't expect it to be part of your story. Right. Right. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm a person who always has, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing that I always have very, very high positive expectation for what's going to happen in my life. Yeah. Like I always know that God's going to do great things in our life. And so it's, I had the same expectation with, with the pregnancy right. and I still have that expectation. Um, it's just like what his timing is his timing and everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Things happen. Um, so, but it was very unexpected. Did you ever feel like any like anger or resentment or anything like to God or anything? No, I didn't. That's something that I was actually listening to Joyce Meyer today and she was talking about like developing your friendship and your relationship with God to a place where no matter what happens in your life, you you don't ever default to like, but does God actually love me? Like, is God, mm. why is God doing this to me? You know, because you have the understanding that like God is not doing this to you. Things happen. We live in a, in a world that's filled with hurt and brokenness and that's just what happens. Mm-hmm. But in anything, in what, when my brother passing away, in my first marriage going the way that it did, in the miscarriage, mm-hmm. like I haven't ever been angry at God or had the thought that he wasn't going to turn it into something positive on the other side. Right. Um, or that he wasn't going to use me to help someone else who was going through something that I'd been through or who was, you know, whatever, who had a, who we had a shared, a shared experience with. Yeah. Um, so I always had that. I always had that expectation. And no, I didn't have anger or resentment. Was I very sad and heartbroken? Absolutely. But I wasn't, angry and I wasn't resentful I felt guilty like I felt I didn't feel well when I was pregnant and I hated that because I'm I've been very blessed with having like good health in my life my body's always functioned the way that I have wanted it to I've always been able to I've never been held back physically so you've also worked really hard too like you're 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 very disciplined in that area when it comes to your health yeah thanks babe appreciate that um but yeah, so when I had something that was holding me back physically, because I didn't feel well, every night I felt very nauseous, and I was just, I wasn't able to work out the way I was used to, I wasn't ju- I wasn't able to be productive the way I was used to being productive, and so I felt like I was just like a bump on a log, mm. and I do not function well in that feeling at all. I get very frustrated, and very, it, it brings me down, probably more than almost anything else, so I felt guilty. Then when I, then when we lost the baby, I felt very guilty about how I had been like annoyed by feeling that way and was like, well, maybe if I wouldn't have been annoyed, that wouldn't have happened. Mm, You know, interesting. Maybe if I would have been grateful, more grateful, but I I, I was grateful, but it was also difficult. You know, it's, and just to, I don't know, I've always been like kind of freaked out by pregnancy and childbirth. So, um, then it, it, yeah, I just went into kind of like a guilt, a guilt spiral sure. about how I sort of being annoyed with the way I was feeling when I was pregnant. Like I took it for granted. Um, so then that was like a part of what I had to process with my grief and all of that as well. And again, counseling, hallelujah. Thank God Yeah, for, <laughs> for that. Um, Cause that's how I even realized that I was dealing with guilt was through like talking things out with the, with the counselor who could be like, you have guilt and that's coming mm. from the enemy. Any, any, if you feel guilty about anything related to this, that's coming from the enemy. He's a, he's a tricky one. Yeah. He's a tricky one. Even though like, cause you are somebody who operates in a, 
it's just operating in a, in a place of like everything happens for you as opposed to, to you. Yeah. It's like, I feel like it's either a lot of people, it's one way or the other way. Uh, it's very few that are kind of in between. It's like people yeah, that kind of go, go about their life and operate in a, you know, like, you know, this, yeah, this is tough and this is a really tough season that we're going through and this sucks. Mm -hmm. But I just believe yeah. that this is happening for a reason on the other side of this is going to come a lot of growth or this is happening because I'm meant to impact somebody else that's about to go through this mm -hmm. or is going through this mm -hmm. that I'm going to be able to speak from a point of experience yeah. that can actually help this person go through this right. and um, impact this person. Yeah. And what am I meant to learn? this so it's like you either operate in that way or you operate in like this always happens this just happens again yeah, oh here it is yeah i've just like everything bad happens to me yeah and that's that's the victim kind of side of things and i've i've played that side but it just never gets you anywhere no, um it doesn't the, the the victim mentality is yeah is like self-pity self-pity is also such like a i think it's a little it feels small but when you start to repeat that self-pitying pattern, I feel like that's a stronghold that gets in there where mm. the enemy is like, ooh, this is where I can get at this person, make them feel bad for themselves all the time. And that everything is, is just like you were saying, happening to them. And when you start to think that way, that's why we have to take our thoughts captive yeah. and be like, what is this thought? This is a lie. This thought is a lie. And literally like rebuke our thoughts out loud. Um, that's what I had to do during like in many hard times that I've had in, in and with the miscarriage is being like, anytime I had those guilty thoughts being like out loud, this is not from God. Like this is from the enemy and I rebuke it and I want nothing to do with it. So it's, we have to be, we have to think about what we think about. Well, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're continually attracting more and more of that uh -huh. because that's the lens that you're seeing everything is like, this always happens to me. Yeah. Like I ne nothing ever goes well for me. Yeah. And then you look for that and you look for e like your brain is f yes. processing everything as like, what evidence can I give myself to prove that this is true about me? Even in the good things that are happening. Yeah. Like, you don't, well, well, it doesn't even see it or you don't even see it or yeah. you don't even notice it. Yeah. Um, or you see like a, a side of like, well, that only happened because, mm. and you're, you're sure. like, like giving justifi why justification. Good happened in your life. Yeah. 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 That takes a lot of like practice and time, especially if, if that's the pattern that you've been thinking in for a long time. It's a hard pattern you know? to break. And so it, it just like, it's rewiring. It takes work. It takes a lot of work to rewire the way that you think. If you've, if you've like, if you have those grooves mm -hmm. in your brain that you've really grooved in there for years and years, <laughs> yeah. I have things like that. I even know. Th same. Even though I think, even though I trend positive, like I have things like that where I have to be like, stop, mm -hmm. stop thinking about this this way. Quit it. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. Yeah. Like. I do have a dumpy. You do have a huge behind. Yes. Yeah. Stop telling yourself that you don't. Dump truck. I do. Stop I'm not going to tell dump. myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no more. No more bad self talk around that. <laughs> My peach is growing. My peach <laughs> is growing with every lunge. <laughs> every lunge gives me another inch. <laughs> And if you haven't yet, please subscribe. It helps us out a lot. It helps out the algorithm. If you think this could help somebody, forward it to them. If you don't think it would help anybody, then don't do anything at all. Yeah, just move along. Yeah, move along. You <laughs> scroll up. You don't have to say anything. Don't, you know, there's no point in saying anything mean. <laughs> <laughs> and we like to end our podcast by saying goodbye. goodbye. <gasps> I think. I don't know 
there's some dissonance in there. There's definitely some dissonance in there. One of these times we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get a harmony going. (laughs) 